All righty. We are going to get started. All right. Okay. Hello, Miss Jackie. I'm going to stop your video while we play the other video. So that'll be okay, just a fine. second. Jackie. Ooh. Okay, I couldn't hear it either on mine. Let me start that again. I thought it was just me. All right, we'll try this again. just have to eat it all up first. This is what I have told myself for a very long time. I assign an inability to have any self-control with a specific food around. Then I say that it is even a useful act to eat it up and not have the temptation around anymore. This is in the same alignment with the last supper type thinking. Have you said I'll do better on Monday? You know, that magical mystical day of the week or just I'll start on January 1st after all the sweets and snacks are gone. We have all had a bag of chips or a cake or a box of cookies. It could even be leftovers. And I'll have these thoughts that I need to eat it up first. First, meaning before I move on, before I can have any self-control. I don't know why, but the first is always attached to the thought. It's like everything stops because the food is there and has not been eaten yet. 
I know this is a thought that surfaces from time to time. Sometimes the thought sounds merciful, like it is helping me remove the temptation of the food, but really I am removing the food by eating it all. That was not as a result, very useful to my goals. There are a group of thoughts that I have had that all overlap. Clean your plate. Don't be wasteful. Get your money's worth. Don't let it go bad. These are all my thoughts on wastefulness. Then I have a group on justifying the eating. I'll do better tomorrow. I've already messed up, so I'll get it all out of my system today. And I might as well eat it all up and then it will finally be gone. I ask you, are these thoughts true, kind, or useful? No, none of them are. I'll never get a yes to any of the three questions. These are all just opinions, random, useless thoughts that I have told myself for most of my life. I recommend planning foods that bring up these kinds of thoughts. When you plan them instead of avoid them and eat them as you planned, you gain control over the foods and your thoughts around the foods. The food has no power. Your brain creates an urge, a simple desire for it, and your thoughts follow suit. However, when you plan these and eat them routinely, you think of it as a food you enjoy. You like anything else you put on your plan, but you don't have the guilt or the shame of eating it. You don't try to escape its power because you never gave it any power. When your food does not have power, you will see it also does not hold a morality. You have assigned it as right or wrong, good or bad, based on your thoughts about that food. So when you plan it, it is just another food you like to eat, like everything else that you put on your plan. Something, you, something else I want you to consider, if you do not want to waste something, is that you are still wasting it by eating it when you are no longer hungry. You are either throwing it in the trash or the toilet. Yes, think on that a second. Or even worse, your body might store it as fat. So you can just throw it away from the start. You have already gotten its usefulness from it. You ate it or served it. Now you can toss it and that is really okay. If you really have issues with throwing out food, you can learn to cook in smaller quantities, buy smaller quantities, free some for future use, give it away or not bring it home in the first place. I think I've shared this story before. My husband and I went to a new restaurant and we wanted to try everything. So we each ordered an appetizer and a main course. I took a bite or two of everything and then I ordered three desserts. He said, there is no way you were going to eat all three of those desserts. I said, probably not. They came and I had like a bite or two of each. The waiter said, was something wrong? And I was like, no, it was all amazing. I just couldn't eat anymore. I had an amazing meal complete with all the flavors of appetizers and desserts. We had went to the new restaurant for the experience and I truly enjoyed my experience. I didn't feel even slightly guilty about not finishing any of it. I could have brought it home, but I chose not to. I enjoyed it once and didn't want to keep having the sweets. Plus it had like some cream, ice cream type thing on it. And I didn't think it would be very good later. It served its usefulness and I showed up for myself exactly as I wanted to. You can have as much or as little as you plan, as much or as little as you have hunger for. 
plan it and eat it as if you are standing at your goal in a way that you can keep going to that goal and maintain your goal. All right. All right, you can start your video and unmute. There Is it just are. me and you? Yep, just me and you today. Oh, <laughs> get me all to yourself. Um, all right, and we're trying something new. So if it says at the top of your screen, Fathom Private, that is, it says it's live streaming, but all it is, is it's like a note taker app. So it, it takes the, like the dictation of it or whatever. Oh, okay. No, okay. it doesn't say that on mine. Okay. Are you on your phone? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get started. So was there anything that came up from the video for you? Oh no. All of that stuff applies to me. <laughs> Because I'm the um, Clean Your Plate Club, all of that, and I would take I would take the desserts home and eat them later. Yeah, they they um, they kind of were a real cream based thing, and I think that they would travel well. Yeah, so um, I I like changing my mindset with that. Yeah, it's like yeah, enjoy it now, enjoy it at the moment, and then. Mm -hmm. You don't have to feel obligated to take it home if you don't want to. Right. Usually those thoughts of like, you had to clean your plate or you had to, you had to have it. Don't waste it. That usually came from parents, maybe even yeah. grandparents, maybe from the depression or from, you know, leaner times. And, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not promoting wastefulness by any means, yeah. but there's, there's also no reason to to feel like you have to eat it. There's, there's right. nothing to prove an obligation. That. Yeah. There's no obligation at all. Yeah. And then and, um, like with that particular, it was an experience. And so mm -hmm. all of the flavors added to that experience, but that didn't mean that experience needed to last forever and ever, or that right. I needed to have a huge amount of food. Right. Um, so do you, you, well, you've told me in the past that you were part of the clean your plate club growing up. Yes. Uh, what about like the last suppers or having to eat it all up before you can be good again? Um, my mindset is that that is all the same. It's like, um, it's kind of part of the clean your plate club, the last supper, because it's the same type of concept that okay. you have to eat it. So um, that to me has no difference because they, um, yeah, they kind of all stem from the same, but then like, as you dive in, some of them can be a little bit different. So if you have a clean your plate club, typically there's something in there that either people will notice that they just don't stop until like they don't, they're not paying attention to that hunger cue in their body right? or that, that those thoughts of wastefulness are going on. If you yes. are a last supper kind of person, you might be in that wastefulness category, trying to eat it all up before you start being good. But there's mm -hmm. that being good part too, thinking that you cannot have certain foods if you're being good. 
and that there's no being good. It's, are you following a habit that you decided you wanted to get you to your goal or not? And then what foods you add into it are up to you. And so like, I still have desserts. I have desserts every date night. So, um, I, part of my experience, I enjoy it. And so, uh, but there is that little bit of, um, almost a morality to it. And so there's that wastefulness side there's, I don't trust myself with food mm-hmm. and there's the, it's bad food. So there is a mm-hmm. little bit, they all kind of definitely are categorized like in a certain category together, but there's little nuances that they're all just slightly different. Well, for instance, one of my clients went to Gray's, um, it's a restaurant in Mooresville. They're known for their desserts. So he's like, I'll bring you a piece of pie. Well, he did not bring me a piece of pie. He brought me a whole pie. pie. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sitting there, oh my gosh. But, you know, I started eating it and it was like, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that I want to, want a second plate, a second piece of pie. And um, it's like my husband, I like my husband's pecan pies a lot better. I don't know, you, but it was one of those things that was like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I going to do with that pie? And I noticed that you put something out there that somebody baked you a whole pie. <laughs> oh yeah. Kentucky. You know what? I ended up eating that whole pie though. You did not. I did. I ate the whole pie. <laughs> Pound over it. I had, um, I had a slice of pie for a week every day for breakfast. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yes. I tried to give the pie away to someone else who said that they had wanted one of the pies right. um, that my cousin made. And, um, she's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want it. And so, um, and it was delicious. And I, I at first had thought, oh, I don't want the whole thing. And I was like, no. So it was, it was a special pie. So my grandmother on my dad's side used to make chocolate pies every time we went to Kentucky to visit her. And so, um, I hate to say this out loud, but that pie was better than hers because, uh, my cousin has like, um, I don't normally like meringue, but he has perfected a meringue recipe. That's delicious. And so, yeah, I had that, I had that pie every day, a slice for a week. And then I think my son ate a few slices too. So I didn't eat the whole thing by myself, but I did. I ate the whole pie. (laughs) It just sat in the fridge and I'd grab a piece every day for breakfast. (laughs) But then I also knew like, that's, you know, like weight loss might not happen that week. And I was okay with that that week. Um, And I, the other thing I noticed that I did was I did not have as much, um, rich foods or salty foods that might also give me some water bloat, you know, and, um, just paying attention to how my body reacted. And, um, I think knowing I was getting the indulgence of the pie for breakfast, that I was even more alert to what my hunger cues were throughout the day. Cause I wanted to make sure that the, the sugar wasn't going to like trigger some sugar cravings. Um, I don't know if you've ever been a sugar person and then stopped having sugar, your body kind of has this withdrawal thing and, and it'll, it'll bring up sugar cravings. And so I was very aware of what my body was telling me the rest of the week, Mm -hmm. watching my hunger cues even more. So 
but man, I enjoyed every day starting with that pie. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's um, showing us that we can have a little bit of indulgence when we plan for it. Oh yeah. It was super special. It was reminded me of my grandmother. It was delicious. And, and I could have just as easily had a slice too. Like I oftentimes will go out to eat and I have a couple bites and I don't even want the whole thing. I just wanted the, I wanted a couple tastes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of brings up, I've coached, I, don't, I think I've coached with you, but many different people that like how much pleasure, how much entertainment do you need your food to give you? And so as you start living life and looking at your life for your entertainment, usually your food does not need to provide you very much entertainment. So, I mean, think back to being a kid, you know, there were a few things probably that you remember, probably like a birthday cake or like, um, some, like some people had pizza on Friday night or something that maybe you looked forward to for food wise, but for the most part, it was, when can I hang out with my friends and when can I go play? And it was just different. Your focus was on living and not on the entertainment of that coming from your food. Yeah. It was good when you ate it and not a thought about it the rest of the time. It's kind of like that with ding dongs and Twinkies and sweet tarts. I used to like sweet tarts as a kid and I'm thinking, what the heck? Why do yeah. I like those? So why do you think you liked them? Was there an experience around it or? No, I can't think of why. I, I liked it back then, but that's just like those um, French horns, our bakery in, in Shelbyville would make those French horns, and it was like, and I tried one one day, and I was like, these are nasty. <laughs> I don't even know why I like them. Yeah. As you grow older, your tastes change, I think. Your um, audio is breaking up just a little bit. Oh, I said that. Um, oh, there you go. Change when you get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, um, so I remember I had a friend growing up and her mom would pack her one ding dong in her lunchbox every single day. And yeah. so for her, like, it might be like, you know, the, the ding dong is remembering her mom and how, you know, her mom loved her and like cared for her packing her lunch every day. So she might have some memories like that or, like, um, I remember getting to go to the store and have like a couple dollars and it being a big deal that I got to spend those couple dollars, however I wanted. And we'd get like a little sack of the, you know, nickel candy or something. So was there anything like that for you? Any. I was trying to think back and I don't think of anything that we had a little corner store that we could go get ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was probably my what I remember the most getting a hand-dipped ice cream one day. I'm sure it comes. Jackie, do you have your phone propped up on something? I do actually. I think your I think your uh, microphone is at the bottom of your phone and then it makes it hard to hear. Okay. So we had a, a neighborhood ice cream shop that we would go to and um had a um, homemade ice cream mm-hmm. so it was um that was a treat for us to walk over to the little store and get our ice cream cookie. oh yeah. yeah yeah um 
I know that you used to have issues with clean your plate club. Do you um, notice that any thoughts come up about wasting food now? No, mm -hmm. because like I, I met some clients yesterday for lunch and mm -hmm. um, I got a sandwich and they make homemade potato chips. They fill my plate with potato chips. Yeah. So I only ate half of my sandwich because I wasn't all that hungry and I ate um, some of the chips and I packed it up and brought it to one of the guys at work and he ate it. <laughs> so I shared my lunch. Yeah. Um, and he was grateful that he got to have lunch. <laughs> yeah. So restaurants are big. Like they're going to whatever the cheapest thing they can put on the plate that fills it up. Um, there's that perceived value. And so with the perceived value, it like, you think I need to have a bunch on my plate to get my money's worth. Right. Yeah. With the exception of like super fancy, expensive restaurants, they put very yeah. little on your plate yeah. and you think that's even more expensive and has more value because it's so so valuable that they couldn't give you very much because it was too expensive of a cut of meat or of a whatever. And you still leave both restaurants having had an experience and having had a meal. And so that kind of tells you how much or how little you actually need. And so, yeah, it's interesting. The value is all in your thought. We used to go, my husband loved this on the South side of, um, Indy, there was this, um, Mexican buff or no, it wasn't Mexican. It was Chinese. It was a, Ch they had Mexican on the buffet at a Chinese restaurant. So I never understood that, but it was a Chinese buffet and they had all you could eat crab legs and I don't eat crab legs. I don't like them. I think it's too much effort to, um, deal with. And so if there's some crab in something, I'll eat it, but I don't want to deal with breaking open an animal to have my dinner right there. And yeah. so, um, we would go and he would just eat and eat and eat. And I have like a plate and then I would sit and wait. And then maybe I would have a plate of fruit later and then we would leave. And he would always say like, you know how expensive that buffet is? And I said, okay. And he's like, we didn't get our money's worth. And I said, I had a meal. I said, it costs whatever it costs. I said, I enjoyed the food I had. And he's like, oh. He's like, you didn't, he's like, it, it's not even worth taking you because you don't get your money's worth. But if he had taken me to like Ruth Chris or like some steakhouse where you get like smaller amounts and everything, you know, you pay individually for, and I didn't eat it all. I don't think he would have said the same thing. It's just that perceived thought, that perceived value that you have to get your money's worth. So yeah. Um, it never bothered me. Like, I think that I want to say the buffet was like $34 or something to eat at the buffet, but it was, I mean, they were charging you or $29, something like that, but they were charging you for the crab legs and I didn't eat crab legs. So I, I just paid whatever they told me the buffet price was. And I got foods that I liked. Yeah. Um, so what can you think to stop it enough. And is it different? The thought for foods that you either like, is it different for different foods? 
to stop at enough. I think so. So give me some examples of what you're thinking with one food or one food that's maybe not as easy to stop at enough. What's the thought and what's the food? Well, my thought process was um, desserts is one of my things. It's like, can I have, I want to eat the whole dessert. And so now I'm like taking um, a bite of it and I'm like, is that even what I want to eat or waste my calories? It's like, if I'm going to eat something, I want it to be worth my calories. And uh, now I'm rethinking that, you know, I'm, it used to be, I would just eat it whether I liked it or not. And now I'm like, it was okay, but I, it was, I don't want any more of it, which I wasn't able to stop that before. And so this rethinking things and paying attention. So you said you're not sure if you even wanted it. And then you didn't know if you wanted any more. How do you know if you wanted it? And how do you know if you want more? I think it's with the taste and how I feel when I'm eating it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I want to lose weight. So that's one of the things that if I'm going to lose weight, I need to be more conscientious of what I'm eating. Okay. And so when it is something that you want more of, do you eat it or are there any other factors that you gauge it by? You said, you know, what your goal, like you're wanting to get to your goal. So it sounds like you gauge whether you want more or not by your goal. Is there anything else? Um, I might, um, instead of eat all of it, I might eat half of it, mm-hmm. you know, do a portion of it. So I still get my fulfillment of what I need, what I need at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I decide later, do I want to eat the other part of it? Or did that satisfy me? Oh, okay. So you use the word need. And you use the word satisfy. And those are two great words to talk about for a second. So are you needing or satisfied because of physical hunger or because of your thoughts of desire, like that feeling of desire and the thought of wanting more? I think it's more of a desire that um, it's there. I want to like be a part of something like if it's a birthday or something um, sometimes people will get their feelings hurt if you don't want to have a piece of their birthday cake and so it's like you know I'm trying to watch my weight and um, just cut me off a small piece and then I'll take a bite of it and I'm, I'm a what do you call a snob when it comes to cakes I mean, if I'm going to eat a cake, it's like a wedding cake type of it, an almond cake with the cream cheese, with the um, type of icing. It's like, if I'm going to eat calories, I'm going to eat the good stuff. And a lot of people use that whipped cream toppings and stuff when they're making the the cake frosting. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. So it's like, I might taste it, but I won't. I won't eat the rest of it. Yeah. It's like stuff that I don't like. So two things I want to address real quick. First, you cannot hurt someone's feelings by having their cake or not having their cake. Okay. You are completely responsible for your thoughts and feelings. 
and they get to be completely responsible for theirs also. And so if it's important to you to get to partake in their dessert, then the other thing I was going to say is you can create hunger, save up your hunger. So like a kid who saves up their money to buy something, you can save up your hunger to make sure you're hungry when you get there to get to enjoy that cake. So if that's like you have less for lunch so that you can have the cake and you'll be hungry when it's time to have the cake, or Mm -hmm. sometimes you eat that in place of a meal because Mm -hmm. you want to have more than a couple tastes. And so you're going to be eating enough for what would take the hunger of a meal. And so, um, and if you're not hungry, then completely know that your entertainment eating and that entertainment eating is not something that moves you towards your goal. You can still choose it, but it's not going to be something that falls with, we eat for hunger and that moves us towards our goal. Okay. So when I said that you cannot make them happy or unhappy by not eating their birthday cake, does that, do you understand that part? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the other person might see you not having their birthday cake and they will have a thought about it. And their thought might be like, she doesn't want to be part of my birthday. She doesn't like my cake. It's not good enough for her, but they might also have those thoughts if you ate the whole cake. And so they, they get to have whatever thought they want and create whatever feeling they want. And so you are focusing on, did I want the cake? Did I want to partake in it? And it's not about their feelings and their thoughts. I mean, I'm not saying go in and be like, I'm not having your stinking cake, you know, like, you know, that you can influence a situation, but as far as you having cake or not. Yeah. I'm a people pleaser. So that's one of the things I've been having to work with because I do care about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And although I can be conscientious of that, I still make my own thoughts. Yes. So you said conscientious. I use the word influence. So you are thoughtful. And so you know how you could influence a, a situation, but you have to let that person have the opportunity to create their own thoughts and feelings because you okay. want to be able to create your own thoughts and feelings. And so some of that is relinquishing that to the other person to let them have ownership of their own. But like you said, you're conscientious. So you know that you can influence a situation, but you cannot create her thoughts or feelings based on anything that you say or do. Mm-hmm. They still have to create those themselves. And I'm not going to go in there and say, I don't want your stinking cake. No, you would never do that. (laughs) You said you're a people pleaser. Remember, you're a people too. So Uh figuring out how to please yourself, that's part of the people pleasing. It is. And so when you please yourself, it's kind of like the people that are helpful. And so like, I like helping other people. And so, um, but when I help myself first, there's so much more, um, that there's so much more energy. I don't even want to say so much more of me, but when I do things for myself, when I take care of me first, then I have so much more energy to take care of other people. And so when you please yourself first, then you're just in that energy to be able to, um, 
offer up things that may please other people too. And I say it that way because that keeps the other person able to have the thought about whatever you're doing or saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All righty. I'm going to hop off here. We have our next coaching uh, next week. So I will see you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend. You too.